Welcome everybody to Big Gauchos, the stock and investing show that's completely out of pocket to help put money in your pocket. Austin back again with the boys. The do guys, Team Money, Parlor's back in it. It's David, hope you guys had a good good week. There we go, there we go. We're making some money today because you know what? You know what happened? That was down over 600 points. I'm pretty happy today. I'm happy too. Uh, I called the Dow, called 2700 today, so that's a point to Tyler. I know. Yeah, we have a we have a little bet on the side. Uh, Dave, Tyler, myself, and Canal was on the on the show a couple episodes ago, and uh, Tyler took the dub today because you know he's always making bear bets. Well, yeah, I didn't actually make an official bet, but I kind of predicted in my head that I was going to be a Green Day, so I guess. I'm I'm out in that sense, but I never officially um, made a bet on that. So made no, the call, Dave. I didn't make one either. I mean, we were just we're just all trying to guess it at the same time. But you know, I think it's a step in the right direction for a correction. A that rhymes, okay. But maybe the market will crash by Cinco de Mayo, and then everything will be good. Yeah, maybe. Because I know in um, Arizona they've extended the lock-in period until what was it like the 15th or something now the yeah, 14th? The 15th. yeah the 15th but i just saw on the news that like some of these businesses are um they're just deciding to open up anyway against the governor's orders and all that well here just, let like, me break it down for you I, rogue. I was, yeah tell us <laughs> all right so so i work for a, a store that is technically considered an essential business so we were still still able to go in and be employed uh, and then when Governor uh, Ducey made the announcement, I looked at some of his PowerPoints presentations. So it says May 4th. It is all optional, by the way, that some businesses can start operating, uh, have a limited staff, and follow all uh, social distancing uh, practices. It is all optional, but if a business is functional, they are subject to, like, uh, curbside pickups or like orders and like to have people uh, kind of stay away from the inside of the store mm-hmm. and then now we and then on May 8th that's when businesses are able to be fully functional and have uh, actual customers or clients come into the store but still like have uh, like less than 10 people with social distancing and uh, have like a protocol for staying clean and then oh, okay. On, so it's like we'll, half enforced, kind of. Yeah, half enforced. It's all optional. And then I believe May 15th is when restaurants are able to open again. Mm. Damn. Oh, like for, for, uh, for like sit down? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And that's what I got from it. So, I mean, oh, it's, re- a, it's a big step. That's really helpful. I didn't know so much of the detail that went into it, but I'm... I'm excited. I mean, it'll definitely boost the local economy in a more organic way rather than just, you know, printing money. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. You boys on Twitter lately? You, you see what Big Elon did today? Yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> that was pretty yeah. funny. Bro, that's so genius. And I, I saw a meme yesterday that was like, that was like calling it, that was like, like it was like a joke but it was like a puppet like guy and he was like 
he's like all right elon go ahead and say it and like i don't remember what word it was but it was like some word and then it was like the stock just crashed but then it actually came true today yeah so for people who uh may not know elon musk tweeted out that the tesla stock is valued too high in his opinion and then like immediately after that the um the stock started trading i think it was what six or seven percent down but yeah they're they're down ten percent for the day (laughs) yeah ten percent so what ended up happening was by him tweeting that probably i mean it's probably more it's probably mostly from the tweet but you know it's not entirely from the tweet but the uh the tweet essentially caused the um, market cap to drop 15 billion <laughs> oh dude i know it's it's crazy it's off off of a tweet too and it's not just like it's not just him doing some like insane pr thing like you know smoking weed on joe rogan experience or whatever this is just like this is just a tweet <laughs> lost 10 that's like 10 percent of most of his net worth too if you think about it yeah yeah but i guess he doesn't really care <laughs> yeah, i mean he, he screwed himself in that way for sure <laughs> and kevin had tesla stock before this so he was pretty salty about it <laughs> i was i was thinking about buying it maybe we should uh maybe we should do some calls just because i mean i know it's still like six ninety seven hundreds per share you know do some do some 720 calls that's what i should have bought today while i was down but oh well I think we just need to um, tweet at Elon Musk, tell him to do some more dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and then we get arrested for insider trading. <laughs> uh, I guess. Does it does it count as insider trading if you have Elon just tweet stupid shit at your request? <laughs> Good question. Give us a message and tell us. <laughs> like probably. I, uh, yeah, I would I would say it definitely does. <laughs> What do we got up next, boys? Well, I mean, oh, real yeah. quick. What's Evan, up? What's sorry. Up to you? Kevin bought Tesla at around seven ninety. Kevin's Tesla. After brother. he bought that, it went up to like eight fifty. It was like eight seventy after hours, and then it opened around eight fifty. Kevin was at the at the top of the world. He felt like a king, and then <laughs> the, the tweet came out, and then with less than twenty four hours, this man lost over two hundred dollars to that stock. <laughs> <laughs> bro that's fucked <laughs> i know dude I, I, you couldn't have predicted that either it's just Not like he's all. so he's so outspoken elon is he's so like outspoken and like i don't know he he's really an innovative dude but like i don't know just he his pr is like terrible for his company honestly yeah i, I think he's hilarious but i mean just so the moral to the story is don't put any money into the stock market you're not willing to lose because one day you'll be at the top of the world and next day you're you're underneath a bridge, you know, crying. <laughs> You're homeless because all you bought was uh, Tesla stocks and uh, uh, S&P 500 puts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, one of these days when the Tesla stock goes down more, I'm going to put some money into that. Oh, I will too. I'm just, I'm just okay with laughing about it now because I'm not invested in it. <laughs> me too, my guy. <laughs> Let everyone else experience that like Kevin. Yeah, but before today, um, my portfolio finally reached positive. I mean, today it's <laughs> it's down below what I started initially, but I'm finally uh, almost in the green total. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Really, Dave? I'm congrats, my guy. Yeah. Gaucho. Yeah. Not sure how kinda, it happened, but you know, I'll take it. 
Yeah, PAA. Yeah, it's probably oils like coming back and booming a little bit. It probably helped you out. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, PAA was my biggest winner by far. Oh, so, you know what? Else, you know what else came back real quick? Like I, I know we, I know we got other stuff on the schedule, but Carnival was bouncing back even though they still lost a little bit, and they're they're sitting around what fourteen dollars close on Friday. I know, I know, my boy Big T picks them up today. Yes, sir. He made he made his investment, so now we're all officially invested and biased towards CCL Carnival Cruise Line stock. <laughs> and yeah, also, disclaimer: <laughs> What came out today was the FDA emergency approved the um, drug remdesivir from Gilead Sciences to be used in the treatment of coronavirus. Um, so you know that could be a major boom to the stock. Um, I know it was also kind of thought that they were going to produce a vaccine. I'm not sure where that is in terms of the clinical trials, but um, the approval of the drug remdesivir is definitely going to be a huge boost to their uh, profits. Definitely. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of the the futures on uh, stocks are banking on that, but um, isn't it isn't it something like uh, it would be 18 months out before they can get it mass produced to treat the country? The uh, the drug? Yeah, something like that. I mean, you know more about it than me, but I'm not oh, sure if there's a shortage or anything. Honestly, um, I mean, there might be. For all I know, um, I know there was definitely problems with hydroxychloroquine when it first got approved, but I think those have been kind of eliminated now. Oh, I I heard. Um, I heard remdesivir, um, even if they didn't make it, they might have to, well, even if they did the clinical trials, it would still have a, a long production time to be on like a, a massive scale, but I don't know how accurate that is now with the new information. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no idea either. Um, I'm sure they probably don't have a huge stock for what they need, but um, hopefully they can get that produced pretty quickly. I hope so too. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're screwed. And then I, you know, I, it, there's people talking about, you know, stimulus checks going into 2021. Uh, one of the federal reserve presidents in Dallas was talking about that today. So who knows if Congress is going to recommend that, you know, we might, we might never see another red day again. So it's good that we're <laughs> buying right now, isn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Um, Dr. Dave. So for the viewers at home, um, David is becoming a doctor um just uh give me a little bit of insight of the what's it called the rem rem yeah does it work like from what you've heard from it is it an effective treatment um you know i'm not quite sure if it's like actually um effective or not i know what it is intended to do is prevent transcription of the virus from okay um producing more rna um, and the way that it does that is the actual drug itself gets converted in your body in the liver. Um, liver does a lot of metabolism and it gets converted to an active form where it acts as a analog to a nucleotide called adenosine. So it kind of just takes the place of adenosine. Um, <laughs> and it, it takes the place of it. And when it gets incorporated into the um what's called the rna polymerase it kind of halts transcription not immediately but it halts it 
a few bases um, after the incorporation of the analog. So tell me if I'm understanding this wrong, because I, I don't I don't really know any medical terminology other than <laughs> high school biology. Liver. But you're saying <laughs> I heard liver, but you're saying <laughs> if it if it stops transcription, then it stops the virus from like reproducing in your body. Basically, is that it? Yeah, yeah, because the the virus is gonna is gonna hijack your body to um try to self replicate by creating more RNA, which will make more protein for the virus to pretty much replicate itself. So yeah, if you stop uh, transcription, then you'll stop the replication process and slow down the progression of the virus. Oh, dope. So this is like, so this is probably going to be super effective, right? I mean, you know, in theory, knock on wood. Hopefully it it, it also depends on um, whether the drug will work and the uh, virus will not mutate. So, you know, sometimes it can mutate and then it will, no longer be effective so oh gotcha okay so we just we just got a bank on there's no second wave with the mutated coronavirus and we're just yeah COVID-20, COVID-20, <laughs> and we're just we're just gonna keep getting um what do you call it stimulus checks forever and we can just we can just buy whatever day we want it doesn't matter stocks always go up <laughs> hell yeah yeah okay i dig it thank I you dr it. dave Thanks, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually didn't know anything about it, so that was that was very helpful. What's what's this about China tariffs restarting trade wars? Is it is it because of the tensions that we have here and Trump like talking about you know there's going to be penalties for them or whatever that was? Exactly. Is that part of it? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I. I was gonna sound a little crazy. I'm personally of the belief that you know it was like it was like created somewhere, like like in a lab or something. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how far fetched that is, but you know, is is that the only reason why the uh, trade war could be restarting? Is Trump thinking he needs to punish China? Is that did I read that right? That's what I got from it. They um they believe that the virus was lab created or they have i think he said there is evidence or strong evidence supporting that so i think that's why he's kind of leaning towards you know punishing china with the tariff or something to kind of say thanks for screwing everybody over you know yeah yeah i feel i know um australia kind of got in trouble this is probably about a week ago but it kind of just brought back um the memory when you guys were talking about that um Australia apparently criticized China and said that they wanted to investigate whether the virus was created in a lab in Wuhan. And um, China kind of retaliated back where the the Chinese ambassador to Australia kind of told the Australian, um, I guess it was, I'm not sure if they have a parliament or a president, but it told their government that they need to knock it off. Otherwise, Chinese may stop uh, importing their their goods like their cars and uh, other resources so that's kind of scary <laughs> yeah and that's that's definitely another factor that could lead to an economic collapse because we're so heavily reliant on china for all of our imports that honestly we would be screwed if we started imposing higher tariffs i mean with with all the production having to be outsourced to here i mean you know some of these production jobs might not you know i mean it might create more production jobs but ultimately we're losing 
so many goods that we import, you know, it, it would be devastating. Do you think it's plausible that after this virus is all over with, we might see the um, um, bringing back of factory jobs to America to bring back industrialization? Um, I personally think it depends on, uh, number one, if Trump were to get reelected, I think, yes, he would impose the harsher sanctions on China if he has the time to do it. Now, if he doesn't get reelected, I don't think that's incredibly likely to happen because yeah, I, I'm like speaking for the majority and I might be wrong, but I, I would think most of the American people would want to keep the prices down by continuing to import from China. But, you know, Trump's all about the the economic record and policy. He might just go ahead and decide to do it and then you know i i think it's a reality if he does get reelected or if he does something like like an executive order before november something like that i can see that i mean i i know for sure trump the way he kind of came out and won 2016 was he won the rust belt with promises of bringing back factory jobs so i mean i think that would be interesting to see if he actually does go forward with that Right. And that's why that's why Jay Powell and his money printer are working all night is because <laughs> if if Trump loses economic record, then that kind of dashes his hopes for re-election because those are most of his promises, like you were saying in twenty sixteen with you know, the Rust Belt and the Midwest and whatnot. That's my two cents. Yeah. I agree. I mean, the only thing that I see is you said having, um, what, what is it, more expensive goods being produced uh, because at the end of the day, we we pay pretty pretty well compared to a lot the a lot compared to the rest of the world in a sense of wages. So that could uh, definitely affect the prices that we pay. You know, right? It could, and we also have things like OSHA. So we have a lot higher standards for our factories and safety and all of that. And also workers having to, you know, earn a living wage. And we, we have a much higher minimum wage here and more taxes and things like that. So it would definitely be an impediment to getting stuff produced cheaper. Uh-huh. Hey, don't forget the APA policies we have here. I don't think they really have too much in China. They just kind of dump their shit in the rivers. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's there's a lot more regulations here, which add a lot higher cost. But you know, even even if Trump does make those promises, it, it would take a while to get passed. So it kind of hinges on what happens with the economy right now in his reelection. Because I mean, let's be honest, it's most of his platform is the economic stuff because he's the you know he's the businessman and all that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if there would be a way to reincorporate industrialization and have a way to prevent the massive air pollution that takes place. Cause I know in China, a lot of where they do their um, factory work, those cities are just highly polluted and it's terrible to live there. Like the um, people need to wear scarves outside just cause there's so much particles in the air. They can't breathe. Yeah. Right. Right. And who knows when or if they would impose anything like that because they're still reeling off of the whole COVID thing, you know, even, even though they're, you know, starting to reopen a little bit now, it's like, well, they're, they're kind of on the world stage because it was 
the like ground zero epicenter for it so i wonder i wonder if i'm sure they would be worrying about that once um american production ramps up more and they see what it's doing do you think patient zero is still alive nah probably not honestly <laughs> i mean i might i might be speaking really ignorantly about it cuz i'm not sure but i mean I, I doubt it i mean if you think about how long ago that was and they didn't know anything about it or have a cure of any kind. I mean, I don't, I'm not She's sure. She's so unfortunate honestly. to be that guy, you know? Yeah, bro. I, I wonder, I wonder if they would even be able to de- determine who it was. One in a couple billion chance. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, dude, oh, that's the worst luck ever for sure. On a, on a more positive note, we're <laughs> 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 starting to get down a dark rabbit hole. Warren Buffett speaking on Saturday about the state of the economy. He's he's one of my favorites for sure. I think all the boys love him, right? Yes, sir. I respect him. He's he's uh he's a legend. Yeah, he he definitely is. He's he's one of the first investors I learned about and you know, I, I still I still like a lot of his lessons. But do you do you guys know or do you have any predictions rather of what he's going to say? I mean, I I think he's going to kind of take that Bill Gates approach and be a little bit pessimistic about it. Just like, Hey, basically like talking to the government, you guys need a reality check. You need to stop printing all this fucking money and stuff. like that. <laughs> I agree, bro. That's really exactly don't. what Gates was doing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just hope he goes out and like, yeah, we're, we're fucked. Like the stock market don't is whack. The money printer whack. What? Everything else. Whack. Me, I'm tired as fuck. And then, <laughs> and then red, red, red day for the next two weeks. Crazy. It'd be so dope. I mean, hey, it could happen. He's very influential. He is. Whatever Warren Buffett says is a good investment. Usually, that stock or company goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. You know, he's 89 years old. Yeah, bro, he's he's super old, but he looks he's good also- though. Yeah, well, he's got a billion dollars for every year old he is, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of dope. Yeah. I can't, I can't knock the hustle there. <laughs> Respect. You know, he should probably, he should probably fund us. We should get him on the podcast. Oh, do you Just know imagine. how? Do you know how sick that would be? I mean, I, I mean, maybe, maybe in like ten years we can pull it off. But <laughs> I'll make a call. That would be so. If he's good. still alive in ten years, yeah, he'll be ninety-nine. I bet I bet we could write him a letter and just read it on the show. I bet he'd yeah, do that. Yeah, let's do it. Or or an email or something. Let's do both. <laughs> just send him the Zoom link for podcast <laughs> on Friday. Because, <laughs> you know, he's old. Like, he might not know how to use an email. He just knows how to make money. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's all you need to know. I mean, I heard he, he still, he's still got a an old Cadillac and a flip phone and you know, he, he eats at McDonald's still. He's super humble dude, so I, I think that's super dope. Major respect to my guy. Mm-hmm. I'll send him a letter. Respect for Warren. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. That's, I'd love to meet the man. All right. We got we got the sleeper stocks of the day. First one, one of our very own is invested in this company. I'll let you guys guess who. We got Avis, rental cars, trading under the ticker car. Does the man himself want to tell us about this? Oh, yes, I do. All right, hit me. 
All right. So, boys, today, I my big buy of the day was Avis, C-A-R, for around $13.95, I believe. And now, a lot of people really haven't thought about this, but in my personal experience, when I travel, what do I usually do if I go to a foreign country and I don't know where to go? Then I need to get somewhere. I rent a car. Yeah, you do. You know, and uh, in my head, since a lot of people aren't traveling, on the back end, are taking a really big hit. And uh, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, so along with airlines, obviously, American Airlines, I'm a bit biased because I bought some of that. But uh, CAR Avis is uh, looking kind of nice. So with three months ago, before the crash, it peaked out at around $50. I bought at $13.94. I mean, you guys can do the math. If it goes back to 50, I, I triple my money. That's right. Make all your buys right now. Listen to Big T. And um, in reality, they will not go under because what do we like to do on this uh, podcast? We only invest in uh, companies that get, get bailed out. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're getting bailed out. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not getting bailed out now, but if that time ever comes when they get to the point of bankruptcy, you already know. Jay Powell's gonna hit that money machine, put it on turbo, and we're gonna we're gonna have a bailout. Depends on their market cap, but yeah, they might. Not 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 the highest. What was it again? Nine hundred and sixty-six million. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's respectable size. I mean, honestly, they've been around for so many years; they should be all right. So. Yeah. It's it's a it's a little bit of a high risk one, I'm not gonna lie, but you know what they say, that means high reward. Sir. And then another end of it is I think personally people are gonna start you stop using Lyft and Uber a bit more, less because they're gonna be thinking in their head, Hey, do I really wanna get into this like I don't know what he's been to, I don't know if he's sick or not. And they're gonna try to find an alternate route to get A to B renting cars. That's that's definitely true. I I would totally agree with that. And if you think about it, they're probably not going to implement any standards for sanitizing. It'll be too hard to enforce. Yeah, yeah that's more. That's my sleeper stock for the day. Avis. I'll buy some, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I know. I've definitely heard people complain about Ubers and Lyfts being really dirty, and they're kind of scared about it now. I know. I've heard that for sure. I have too. I mean, you're taking a really smart approach to it for sure. All right. Uh, next sleeper stock. I found this one Win casinos kind of going on a similar theme from MGM last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. When when's another, a big, uh, hotel casino chain. Uh, they got, you guys have seen the wind resort and all that. And they have, they have other properties in Vegas. But, you know, just, just six months ago, they were topping out at about $150 a share. And now they're down, uh, since they closed at 80, 83 today. So they're even down five and a half percent on the day. And especially because the mayor of Las Vegas is trying to lobby to get all the casinos and stuff open just for the industry. And that's their main tourism. So they're going to have to open eventually. I feel like it's a really smart one long term. You know, it's it's a little bit pricey, but you can always buy calls on it. 
I think I think they're going way up just because it's they got a great reputation and you know they they're not going to go under. I mean, it's a casino. Come on. I mean, they might go under if everyone just wins there. Uh, <laughs> boys got jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder what those street performers that just dress up in costumes on the strip and have people take pictures with them. Like, what are they doing during this quarantine? Dude, I don't know. They're probably still homeless. Like, you think they're just on the strip in their costume just waiting for someone to come by? <laughs> Bro, I have no idea. Maybe they went to, like, the airport or something. I don't know. Like, McCarran Airport. I wonder if people still fly in right now. I don't know, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe they can get a job at the casino because all these casinos had to fire all their employees, so they should be looking to hire soon. Dude, that would be so dope to sit down at a blackjack game <laughs> and just have Spider-Man start dealing out cards. <laughs> they're, they're all they're all in costume. <laughs> I'm all for that. I would love it. That would hey, be could, really cool, actually. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be so hilarious. They can still get their tips, too, like in a hat, except it's just like chips. <laughs> that'd be funny as hell. They'd uh, probably get sued insanely by Marvel, though. Oh, yeah, the copyright, because they're like, oh, yeah, we know you can afford it. You're a casino. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got Fidelity National Financial up. I picked this one. It's a it's a big title insurance company. So basically, you have to use a title and escrow company for all home transactions. And they're down today uh, right now, I believe. Fidelity. Let me double check so I don't get this wrong. They're down 3.8% today. They're trading around 26, um, which is pretty low compared to their six-month high of about $50. So I think it's definitely a buy because, one, home sales are super down right now just because of, obviously, the supply tightening and COVID. And there's a total lapse in reality between what sellers are willing to accept price-wise for their home because they haven't caught on to this whole situation yet and what investors and buyers are willing to pay because <laughs> they, they don't want to pay these crazy prices anymore because, you know, obviously the market's going to shit. So the title companies are suffering from fewer transactions. But my thinking is once the economy starts opening back up again, everyone's going to want to unload their homes like as fast as possible when shit hits the fan, like doesn't matter what price, they're just going to start unloading it. And so the title companies are going to get flooded. So I think, I think we could see it bounce back. Might be able to double your money there. Why would they want to um, sell their homes right after this is over though? Everyone always panic sells at the bottom because they're losing their equity. Also you have high prices right now with uh, low interest rates. Yeah, you do. But when people aren't, able to make their payments depending on how long this lasts and 25 million people out of work nobody's going to be able to be paying their mortgage and landlords that have rental properties ain't going to be collecting shit so that's just my thinking on it and people are going to sell regardless and i think there's just going to be a selling spike based on you know everyone's like oh my god everything's crushing i'm going to sell so yeah i agree Hey boys, what do, what do you think about Monday coming up? You think you think red day or green day, purple day, blue day? Um, 
I mean, it's pretty early to predict, but I feel like we're going to have another red day. Not not a big red day, but maybe just a slight one. I don't know. What's the close right now? For Dow Jones? Yeah, yeah, for Dow. Let me look. We got a – yeah, I heard him. He's cutting in and out a little bit. We got 23, 723, 69. 23.7? Okay. Yeah, 23.7. Personally, I'm saying I'm – saying No, no, no. Uh, I'm first. I'm first. I'm first. All right. I'm tired right, of go. always being last. I you were so, go. <laughs> um, so, 24.7, right? Yeah. What do you think? You said down, right? Yeah, so I'm going to go with 24.5. 20, it's 23.7, David. Oh, 23.5. 23.5 then. <laughs> 23.5, okay. All right. Uh, all right, we're at 23.7 right now. I'm going to say at least 400, so 23.3. Nice and easy to remember. Uh, I think we're looking at another. Uh, if Warren Buffett says everything's shit, you know damn well we're going down. Yeah, big. So I'm saying 23.1. Wow, six hundred another six hundred point down again. Another, another one. I don't. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. It's all it's, based on what Warren Buffett says. He's my guy. Like I'm gonna make a call. I'm gonna tell him, like, "Hey, just freak everybody out." Like I have a kind of witness. <laughs> We're gonna get sued for uploading this shit. No, I think it's. I think that's true. We're already on a pretty red streak, and everybody's kind of getting worried and i think tyler's right warren buffett could tip it over the edge so he's our he's our wild card of the weekend wild card of the weekend <laughs> yeah but what if he just comes just out there and he just becomes really stoic and kind of almost like churchill and says we need to hold on <laughs> well, then, nah i just be like nah we're good <laughs> hey we'll, we'll see we'll, yeah we're losing but we'll live stream it together all right boys that was a great one i want to thank everybody for listening we hope you enjoyed the show leave us a video message on anchor.fm slash gauchos if you want to send in an investing tip and we might play it on the show boys we got less than a minute what do you want to say uh hopefully everyone who's watching is staying safe um you know hopefully this quarantine's lifted pretty soon so we can all go outside and live life again <laughs> dude for real tell me about it all right boys i'm gonna hit it with the disclaimer yeah hit it quick <laughs> all right uh so for all the viewers out there we are not uh, licensed brokers so everything that's been said on this uh, podcast is all our opinions and that you should invest with your own uh, caution you know we are not liable to any lost money but we all hope you guys make some money and uh invest safely big gouchers Yes, sir. All right. Do your due diligence. We'll see you on Monday. Good night.